Welcome to the Wesleyan Storytelling Project. I'm Mia Lobel, class of 1997. This week we hear from Miguel Guadalupe, class of 1998. My name is Miguel Guadalupe, class of 1998. I'm born in the Bronx, grew up in New York, currently live in Jersey. I would say that the first thing that pops into my mind is the lack of sleep uh, that I had while I was here, just because there was so much to do and so little time to do it in. And, uh, you know, the classes were often really great. And uh, I tried to avoid as much as I possibly could exams. So I, I tried to load up my, my schedule with, with papers, which I could, I could write a paper like 10 times before I would want to take an exam. So the end of the semester, I would basically sequester myself in a room for about three, four days at a time. And then I would uh, basically try to do, and I think this is where I got it from, um, how Michelangelo did the Sistine Chapel, where he would like work for four hours, sleep for half an hour, and then work for four hours. And you could do that two, three days in a row. Um, without without like uh, you know dying um, and the reason why I would do that is because uh, I had I would have like five six papers at the end of the semester so that's the first thing that I think about and then all the all the different groups that I was in and the people that I met and all that kind of great stuff I was involved in a lot of things I, I was in the WSA uh, for some reason and I honestly didn't think I was going to get elected but I was elected vice president and I figured I'd run, get the exposure, and lose, and then, you know, just kind of run again later. But, you know, I, I got in, and that gave me some really early exposure into kind of the NMRQs in the university. Uh, so I did the WSA. I was a member of Ajo Campos, uh, mostly in terms of uh, helping them plan projects. You know, the, the huge affinity month that they have in November. I was always on in uh, Expresiones which was a huge talent show that we had every year would sell out Crowl Concert Hall. We'd always have a huge name band or a huge name performer at the end. It was really the highlight of like the, the fall semester. Um, and uh, so, you know, so working on that, um, I founded with a couple friends, uh, the dance troupe Caliente. What else? Uh, I started a fraternity while I was here. Well, I was... Uh, I didn't start. I co with there were five other guys. Um, there was a, it was a Latino fraternity, and uh, you know at the time, we you know there was there was a lot of issues um, in the community uh, within the Latino community, but particularly amongst Latino men, like they were they were failing out of school. Um, they weren't very involved. Again, the whole sort of I'm not going to throw myself out there. I'm just kind of here to be here and and whatever. Um, and so there was real no leadership. There's no real presence, uh, male presence. Um, and so a couple of the guys who wanted to buck that trend, we all started to come together. And at first, just was a, it was a men's discussion group. It wasn't even, we didn't even think about fraternity because Wesley and fraternities, it's like, you know, it's it couldn't be more opposite. But then as, as we started to talk more about this and we're like, well, how do we, how do we create something that has a long-term legacy? And the fraternity idea came up. Uh, and when we looked at it and we realized that, you know, this Latino fraternity that none of us had ever heard about um, was also at places like Yale and Harvard and Columbia and, and NYU and, and, and uh, Brown. And we were like, well, yeah, I mean, these, kids, these guys are smart enough to, you know, to know what, what they're doing um, and we should think about it. You know, I, I grew up, I was a, a, you know, pretty much a single parent household. So my mom pretty much raised me uh, and I had a stepfather, but you know, that, that wasn't uh, a positive experience. Um, and, uh, and I think 
my involvement started when I was in junior high school and in high school. And a lot of it was, I guess, in retrospect, a lot of it was an escape was to, I want to be involved. I want to be in, you know, in school. I wanted to do other things because, you know, it, it kept my mind off things, but it also, you know, gave me a sense of involvement and, and that I belonged to something. And then it moved from being an escape to really being about wanting to make my mark, wanting to affect change, wanting to inspire, you know, others to, to, to also do that change. Um, and, you know, we did some really great stuff. I mean, I'd love to see the, just the institutions that we created in the 90s to be around forever. I mean, Ahuacampos was started in the 70s and it's still around. That's a phenomenal thing. You know, I think the tenets of reaching across to other groups and going out of your comfort zone and not resting on your laurels and just thinking about me, me, me and my, my mind and my, you know, and, 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 and this sort of the self perpetuation of your own identity. You're here to learn, right? You're here to learn about yourself, but you're also here to learn about others. Um, and I, and I always try to encourage that to any student that I see, you know, if, if I was in a room with people just like me, I'd be bored to tears, you know, because I know already what I'm going to say. <laughs> that was Miguel Guadalupe, class of 1998. The Wesleyan Storytelling Project is an opportunity for alumni to share their memories of Wesleyan with each other and the wider community. To record your own story or to suggest someone we should invite into the booth, visit westconnect.wesleyan.edu slash storytelling. I get bored very easily if I'm not doing like a thousand things, you know. <laughs>